the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to this 820 AM The Word broadcast special, Heart of the City. Pastors, ministry leaders, and churches have received a call to serve their communities with the love and compassion of Christ. The call is from God's heart to the heart of the city. This is Heart of the City. I'm Chuck Olmstead, the Director of Local Ministry Development for 820 AM The Word. I have a special guest today. It's Bill Niaus. He's the president of Child Care Worldwide. Bill, welcome to Heart of the City. It's great to be with you today, Chuck. Well, it is good to be with you. You and I met, uh, oh, probably about, I would say, about uh, 14 months ago. And uh, you've you've been on the station before with uh, some uh, campaigns regarding child care worldwide. But uh, you and I were talking the other day, and I said, you know, I'd love to have you on Heart of the City just to share your story. So I just uh, want to thank you for doing that today. And uh, so let's start at the beginning. You, you're up in Bellingham, and you're the president of Child Care Worldwide. So tell me, who is Child Care? Worldwide. Yeah, Child Care Worldwide is a child sponsorship ministry. Uh, it's about 39 years old now, um, and I am the second president for the ministry. Uh, the, the founder uh, uh, and originator of the ministry retired in 2018, and that's when I took the role. Um, and for the last year and a half, I have been, uh, you know, breaking things, <laughs> messing things up and making them better and finding out who people are and and working with the ministry and getting to know all the people out in the field. And of course, I mean, the, the biggest thing is getting to know the children and understanding what their needs are and, and understanding how God has been um, such a such a wonderful, faithful God to them and has had an amazing impact on their life. And that's the, you know, that's the thing that fuels me every day is knowing that there's a lot of kids out there that need help. And of course, a lot of kids who need to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's what we focus on every single day is thinking about how to impact that child for Christ. Well, you know, I love to uh, to hear about what folks are doing, and I also love to hear the backstory of how they came to faith, and that's what this program is really all about, is how folks came to faith and then how the Lord called them into the current positions they're in. So let's just go back and, and uh, talk about kind of your spiritual journey and uh, a little bit about yourself. Do, are you a Bellingham boy? Did you grow up Northwest, or are you from other parts of the country? Well, I am a Northwest boy. Uh, I grew up on Whidbey Island uh, in the city of Oak Harbor. Um, and at that time, Oak Harbor was primarily a Dutch community, kind of had uh, uh, really old-fashioned Dutch roots. Um, and since then, of course, you know, the, the Whidbey Naval Air Station moved into Whidbey and that, uh, you know, brought a lot of population and a lot of Navy people. And so growing up as a child, I, um, you know, loved the fact that I was in a wonderfully a close-knit town, but also had experience with dealing with friends and folks who had been all over the world and had experiences of living, you know, way outside of Whidbey Island. So um, I grew up in Whidbey and uh, spent, boy, most of my, well, I went all the way through high school there in Oak Harbor, went to Washington State University, 
Uh, and that was, of course, as far away from Whitby as you could get. It's on the east side of the state of Washington and about nine miles, eight miles away from Idaho. Uh, I went to Washington State University and, and stayed there for about four and a half years. Uh, and then after the experience at university uh, and getting an education in broadcasting and doing some radio, I decided, why mess around with the local radio market? I'm just going to jump right to Los Angeles. So, <laughs> right. Yeah, of course. You know, yeah, why not go? Why don't you? Just go to number two market in the country. That's, <laughs> well, that's right. Yeah, that's exactly. exactly. Why, mess, why mess around? Yeah. So um, that's exactly what I did. And I was uh, extremely naive. And, and I had my little... Uh, a uh, box full of cassette tapes to drop off at radio stations. And I'll tell you, you know, God was, God was so good. And he was, he was just protecting me because when I was down there, um, I had, and, and I had come into contact with people who were so gentle with me. I mean, they could have said, who are you, you crazy kid? Why don't you just get out of here? Every person that I met, was very gentle and very, uh, I, I would say loving in their ability to tell me gently that you know what this is not how it's done <laughs> you need to you need to go to a little market a small market and work your way up so i did that for about nine months and decided yep that's right god's not calling me to los angeles radio right now so i came back uh, up to the northwest and uh, not too long from then started uh with a little company called logos bible software and uh i spent 25 years at logos um, i had no idea that that's what god's plan was for me um, but i I, you know, and I had nothing to do with computers, didn't know anything about that kind of stuff. And coming into Lagos uh, was, a, was a, a huge blessing because not only did I get to know a ton of uh, Christian book publishers and work with them exclusively on lots of great things, uh, but I got to work around people who, you know, people who loved God and people who were, uh, you know, dedicating their time to trying to impact pastors and teachers. And, and that was an amazing thing. And I think back on it now, I think, my goodness, you know, people do have careers and they're Christians, but they may not be working in, in locations or in environments where, uh, you know, Christianity is a known commodity and, a, and an accepted thing. And they have to kind of battle that every day with people who may not believe or may be hostile to them. Um, I was so fortunate in that I got to be around people that loved God. And, you know, I think about that now and what an amazing privilege that was for me. So, you know, 25 years was a long time and I certainly thought I had another 25 years there. But then God said, hold on a minute, you know, I'm not done with you yet. Uh, I have a nonprofit for you to go lead. And I thought, a nonprofit? I mean, I worked in Bible Software, which was a commercial company. Right. I knew everything about that. Uh, and he said, go to work for a nonprofit. So through a lot of different circumstances and connections and people and prayer, uh, I ended up at Child Care Worldwide, and it's been an amazing, it's had an amazing impact personally on my life, and I can see just God's hand in it the whole yeah. way. So as you were growing up, was it a, a Christian family you grew up in? Were you, uh, were you concerned about spiritual things, or was it, you know, you're just a typical kid on Whidbey and just uh, living your life? What was, what was your spiritual well, formation like? Yeah, yeah, I was, again, really lucky because I grew up in a Christian home. Uh -huh. um, and and from the from the first I can remember, my mom and dad took me to church every Sunday, um, and it was a Dutch Reformed church in Oak Harbor. So very conservative, very quiet. Uh, you know, there was no band. Of course, there was a pipe organ, um, and we had uh, we, you know, Grandma had her pew, and we sat in Grandma's pew. Uh -huh. um, you know, and, yep. and that's how it worked. And and I went to that church for for 12 years and then moved to another Christian reformed church in town. So I, you know, for the, for my formative years, 
I was in church every Sunday and, and then we had midweek. So I was involved in the student stuff and things. And so I was very fortunate in that um, I had that grounding and I had a lot of uh, people educating me on things. But I'll tell you, you know, I didn't really know the God of the Bible. Um, I knew the God of the Dutch Reformed Church. I knew the God of my grandma. Uh, I knew, you know, I, I, I had various kind of understandings and I certainly kind of knew what the Bible said about it. But, you know, it took me quite a while, it, you know, going into being a teenager before I really understood, you know, who is God and, and why did God create Bill and why am I important to him? Um, you know, all those kinds of really key critical questions. Uh, it wasn't until I was a teenager where I started to really wrestle with that. And that happens so often. For those of us that grew up in church, I have a similar story. You know, grew up in a in a, a very good church for my whole life, a Christian family, etc. But yet, I think for all of us, and it's I think in some ways it's needed for us to have ask those questions: Why am I here? Is there a God? You know, does he want to be involved in in my life? Do I want to be involved in his purposes? You know, all of those questions that uh, that teenagers and most people usually have. And so, to come to that conclusion yourself, as opposed to just living out your parents and your grandmother's uh, faith, you have to come to that position of your own, don't you? You certainly do. And you know, it wasn't just wrestling with that. I had an experience um, when I was seventeen years old. I had a a, a loving cousin, a cousin that I spent a lot of time with growing up, um, and a, a second cousin that were out uh, on a canoe uh, trip one afternoon at uh, Deception Pass, which is, is people who have ever been up in Deception Pass, they realize that the water down there is very treacherous. Oh, yeah. Um, they were in a canoe, and that canoe capsized, and they had ended up drowning. Um, and that had a dramatic effect on my life. Um, I mean, I immediately understood that, uh, you know, God can take us anytime he wants, that our lives are, you know, uh, can, can be, can be, you know, ended so quickly. And, and even in the, in the case of, of them, they were, you know, one was 17, one was 15 years old and boy, not even a life ahead of them yet. And, and then they were taken from us. And, and that had a, such a dramatic effect on me. And I realized at that moment that, um, you know, I got to know the God of the Bible and I have to understand what it means to be obedient and I have to, you know, understand what it means to be a disciple. And I was, you know, I continued to be confused. It wasn't like that event happened and then suddenly, you know, boom, I'm, I'm into a rocket ship of Christianity. What happened was I started to wonder, you know, is God a judging God? Does, does he, you know, look at me every day and weigh the scales? You know, am I doing good today and not tomorrow? Um, I, I wrestled with things like that for, for quite a while. Um, and what I realized was I was trying to relate the almighty God to, you know, fathers and people that are, you know, we experience here on earth, mm -hmm. you know, most, most dads are disciplinarians at some level. And, you know, I knew when I was in the good, uh, when I was in the doghouse with dad and when I wasn't, um, it, and I think that definitely dripped into my concept of the almighty God. And that took me time to, to get over that and to work through that. And, you know, luckily I had good, lots of good people around me who helped me through those questions and those situations. And, got me to a point where I realized, you know, that there's this guy named Jesus Christ. <laughs> and and what Jesus did uh, completely put me into a, a position of righteousness with God. Um, and, and that, you know, Jesus did that once and that he forgave us and covered our sins once. And from that point forward, you know, I'm a part of, uh, of, the, of the family of God. And so, you know, it took some time. But once I got that into my head and understood that, 
then I realized, you know, how much God loves us in spite of who we are and what we do and how we act. And, you know, if we are repentant and if we are obedient, uh, God loves us and God will take care of us through thick and thin. And, and that became really apparent apparent to me as I, as I moved through into my 20s. That performance-based faith that we uh, sometimes all uh, go through, we recognize that at some point in time, it's not based on our performance, but on His grace, and and uh, there is nothing that we can do to earn His His goodness in our lives. That it is based on His grace and His faithfulness in our lives, and that truly is a part of the maturing process as we grow in our faith. So, college years were they uh, a time of growth? Were they a time of um, you know uh, a challenge for you as far as your faith is concerned? Well, you had to bring that up, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, uh, it must be the Lord, because there's got to be a story in there somewhere. Yeah, there is. <laughs> you know, um, uh, I, I didn't go to Washington State University by accident. Um, you know, I, I was looking to get away from Whidbey Island for as far as I could without having to go to out-of-state college. Uh-huh. So that's why I picked Washington State, because it's literally on the other side of the, of the state. Right. Um, and, and going there, uh, you know, I'll tell you what, um, I was impacted in a big way by friends, by experience, um, by, you know, uh, not getting rooted into a church the mm-hmm. way I might have needed to. Um, you know, I... I, 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 didn't, I don't want to say I turned my back on God because I never consciously did that. Um, but I know that he wasn't first in my life when I was at university. Um, I was more used to, and, and, and uh, I was thinking more about Bill and, and how could Bill be the most popular guy and how could Bill find a wife at college and how could Bill, you know, become this radio genius. And I mean, all these different kinds of things, plus trying to just do school, homework and all that kind of stuff with all the pressure. Um, and, you know, there was drinking involved and there was all sorts of destructive behavior that I was doing at that time. Um, but the thing that was interesting, and I look back on it now, there were periods, there were moments when I would like immediately rush into the acknowledgement and the understanding of, you know, well, God, gosh, why, why am I doing this, Bill? Why, why, you know, God is there. God loves me. Why? And, and, and it was just this constant tug. And I look at that today and I realize that was his continued tug on me. That was his hand on me, pulling me and push, you know, trying to pursue me and get me and get my attention. And again, by God's grace, you know, I got out of that. I came out of that. I, I, I you know, didn't didn't hurt myself or hurt anybody else. Um, you know, I, I I was able to come out and realize that, you know, God uh, wants me to do other things than what I was doing there. And I think a lot of a lot of people that I talked to, you know, they had similar experiences where mm-hmm. university was kind of, you know, the, the out in the wilderness years. Um, and, and I and I look at that and I can relate to that. Yeah. You're listening to the Heart of the City. I'm Chuck Olmstead, your host, and we're talking with, speaking with Bill Niehaus. He's the president of Child Care Worldwide. And uh, if you want to know more about Child Care Worldwide, you can go to childcareworldwide.org. You know, it is those times, those periods of life where, uh, and oftentimes it's in college, for some of us it's later in life, where we go through those those times. The thing that's so interesting about doing Heart of the City, Bill, is that I get to hear stories, and some of them are so similar. And what is amazing to me is story after story where people go through these various crises, and the Lord is 
so good and gracious that he continues to speak to us and his presence is with us even in the time of crisis, even in the time of rebellion, even in the time of of sometimes known sin, yet he's still trying to draw us to himself, isn't he? He's always doing that, looking for, for us to be drawn to him. Well, and that is really my experience, you know, and, and I, again, I, hindsight's twenty twenty, and I look back on that and I think, you know what, uh, if it was, if, if I was involved, you know, I would have turned my back on another bill in two seconds. I would have said, sorry, buddy, you had your chance. Uh, you know, you're not going to be a part of my crew. And, and I'll tell you, you know, I, I'm so thankful that God, that I'm not God, that people around me are not God, that mm-hmm. there's one, uh, because you are so correct. I mean, he, he stayed there. He was there. He was constantly there. I was the one that was walking away, not him. Um, and, and he stayed faithful and he, and he was patient. Oh my goodness. Uh, you know, I'm just, one of the, one of the attributes I love of God is his patience, you know, cause, uh, there's been so many situations in my life where I've said, you know, I would have given up on that and he never does. Um, yeah. So that's, that's been an amazing thing and I can see it's so prevalent in my life. Yeah. So finished college. Did did you get the girl? I did. You, you got <laughs> yeah. the in college, so you did. You know, so school well, I had to, school was. Uh, you know, there was some benefit to going to <laughs> Pullman. Yes, there was, and and in fact, you know, um, I, I met my wife, uh, who is now I've been married for thirty for twenty nine years, almost thirty years, uh-huh. uh, coming up. Um, and my wife Melissa was uh, a, a non practicing Catholic who also dabbled in witchcraft mm. um, and, and any of a number of other things. And um, she grew up in that environment. Um, her grandmother, her mother, uh, you know, many people on her side of that family practiced that kind of very strange kind of combination of Catholicism plus all these other weird things. Um, so that's what she was familiar with. And when we came together, um, you know, I, I feel like it certainly wasn't me trying to lead her to Christ. I mean, it was it was the two of us trying to figure out what we were doing and why we were doing it. And in that process of that first year of marriage, uh, you know, it was so clear that God's hand was on both of us. And and it wasn't even through, you know, a, a an experience or a conversation with me that she came to Christ. She worked at a grocery store, met a guy there who was working at the grocery store for 25 years. And he was in his 60s and he was always wonderful and positive and had a good word. And she asked him one day, so why are you so different? And he said, it's because I know Jesus. And, and that moment changed her life. I mean, mm. I've seen things like that happen and I've never, you know, I have never experienced that kind of lightning bolt transformation. That's what happened to her. And and she immediately put down whatever she was focusing on and picked up a Bible and got into church and we were both there. And that was the transformational moment for us. And again, God is so good because then a couple of years later, when we had our first child, we already had priorities straight. We knew what we wanted to do. We knew how we wanted to raise that child. We understood the importance of having faith in the home and having a great foundation. And again, God is so good. I thank him so much for that. But, you know, her life and her transformation was just sudden and quick and amazing. And to this day, she's the only one in her family who's accepted the Lord. Um, and we mm-hmm. still continue to struggle with that, with talking to our family and trying to help them understand, you know, what what is going on in our lives. And we can we pray every day for them because uh, God can do that. But um, it's been a miracle for her and the combination of her faithfulness. She she does 20 hours of Bible study a week. She's a crazy woman. <laughs> and, uh, you know, she's been an amazing influence on me. So that's uh, that's the great the great outcome story from that time in my life. Yeah. 
So you come back to Oak Harbor. You go to work for, at that time, Lagos, uh, Logos uh, Bible Software. And so you're a believer, and you get to work in a a uh, company that uh, focuses on <laughs> Christians, Christian content because it's That's the right. Bi- it's Bible software, right? That's right. A- and so uh, you do that for 25 years, and and uh, probably I don't know what happens after 25 years. You're happy in a company, <laughs> but all of a sudden there starts to be a stirring in your heart to go do something different. What? Tell me about that story. Well, you said it. Um, you know what I did not know about what I do today is there was a portion of my heart that wasn't unlocked yet. And in 25 years of working in a corporate environment, in uh, traveling the world, I've been seeing everything and all of that. And and again, trying to equip pastors and teachers with good tools. um, I I didn't understand or didn't quite realize the kind of compassion that was in my heart for children and for the underprivileged and, you know, what it meant to get some help and provide that to them. I didn't know that was there. And it wasn't until I got on the board of directors of, of Child Care Worldwide that I understood, my goodness, I, uh, I'm very interested in this. And what an amazing blessing it is on these children. And that's the moment God unlocked that door in my heart. And, and from that moment, I was pursuing uh, that mission a whole lot more than I was pursuing my 25-year career in software, and it was God's timing. I mean, uh, you know, Dr. Max, the founder of Child Care, was 87 years old and ready to retire, and God had to give him and let him go through his journey and, 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 and get him into retirement so that that opportunity could be open for me, and I just see his timing in that in just an amazing way. So it, it was that moment of unlocking my heart that got me where I'm at today. And, you know, I couldn't be more happy and more filled with joy over the service and the ministry that I get to do for these kids. Um, it's everything in my life today. And I praise God for that. Well, it is interesting. And, and I'm sure you could <laughs> challenge others who are in, <clears throat> I, if we want to call it the second stage of their career, I have friends who were Boeing executives that, you know, now do, you know, missions trips to Uganda and various places where, you know, the Lord has allowed them the opportunity to find ministry and, and uh, the joy of, of serving others in those areas. And, uh, and that is a, a fulfilling transition, isn't it? It is. And, uh, you know, I, I kept on asking God, it's funny, you know, it better watch what you pray for. Um, I kept saying to God all the time, God, I, I want to be available. I want to be available. And I didn't know how to be available necessarily in the software job. But I was convinced that after being there such a long time, I was going to just be there forever. Right. So I was just keeping constantly asking God, make me available. Help. You know, I want to serve you, but make me available in some way. I had no idea that meant getting on airplanes and going to Africa. I had no idea that meant going to India, Sri Lanka and and Peru. I had no idea. And and that's the miracle about all of this is that if I did have an idea, I might have said no. (laughs) I might have said I'm not interested in that because I'm in a software company. That's not what happened. Um, and, and so I'm saying to anybody who is kind of thinking, you know, I've already spent a number of years in a particular career. Don't count yourself out. I mean, God is playing on the field and he needs people to play on the field. And it could be you. It's certainly I was I was a spectator and I thought I was going to stay that way. But he put me on the field. And there's an opportunity for all of us to do that. And it might be as simple as ministering to your neighbor or it could be as as complex and as, 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 as amazing as jumping on 
uh, airplanes and flying thousands and thousands of miles away. But I'm telling you that God has an opportunity for all of us. Just make yourself available, open your ears and listen, and he'll put you where he wants you with, you know, with, with, with an amazing amount of love and grace involved in that. Well, Bill, we have about a minute left, and so I'd love for you to just kind of share, if someone wants to know more about Child Care Worldwide and what the ministry is all about, uh, how do they find out more about the ministry? Well, thank you. We're, we're in all the normal places. So beyond having our childcareworldwide.org website, where you can learn a whole bunch about what we do and who we support. Of course, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, so there's plenty of, of opportunity to find us there. But for people who really care about kids and want to see them succeed, and, and, and most importantly, see them be one by God, watch them be transformed and be sons and daughters of our Almighty Father, that's what we do. And if you care about supporting that as much as I do, I want you to join us. I want you to be a part of that because it's exciting. I love it. And I know that you'll be blessed by it. Well, it's Child Care Worldwide. It's childcareworldwide.org. Bill Niehaus, thank you so much for joining me today on Heart of the City. God bless. You've been listening to this 820 AM, the word special Heart of the City. For more information on how your pastor or your ministry can be featured on 820 AM, The Word, call Chuck Olmsted, 206-269-6216, or go to thewordseattle.com.